always got to Boomshakalaka. Boomshakalaka, red leather, yellow leather. I still almost messed it up. <clears throat> Birdie bots, every, every flavored, flavored copyright. <laughs> That's not a real thing people say, I'm sure. <laughs> to, like, check them. It doesn't have enough alliteration. But what, what would you have no. to do to make it alliterative? Birdie bot beans, birdie bot beans, birdie bot beans. Birdie bot beans, baby bouncing beans, bubbles. Bungalow. Bumblebees. Bee movie. <laughs> bears. Battlestar Galactica. Yes, beats. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica, birdie bot beans. <laughs> Welcome. Hello, listeners. <laughs> to warming up before we start podcasting. Yeah, maybe we'll do this every time. That's our new, very short podcast, and it's just a warm-up before our podcast. Yep. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll tune in yeah. next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, this, is, anyway, this is hysterical history. It sure is. A broad perspective. That's Alexis. And that's Haley. Ooh, switching it up. Oh, I was ready for that on the fly. I didn't even know it was going to happen. I I was ready for that one. Podcasting is just going with the flow. The flow. Yep. I'm such a flow kind of... Mojo. I'm a flow person. That's not... Are that's you? a lie. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> but that's okay. No. Our podcast is about history and why it's funny and ridiculous. And today, we're talking about... Ba-da-da-da-da. Andrew Jackson. Vomit noise. <laughs> he is by far my least favorite president. Like, nobody else is even close. Love to hate him. Yeah. So I've, so I've come up with this game that I like to play with people, which is probably, like, terrible for other people, that I ask them who their least favorite president is. <laughs> and it's funny because lots of people have favorite presidents, you know, like, uh-huh. oh, Washington, Lincoln, Kennedy, whatever. Right. Uh, Obama, sure. Obama. Um, he's pretty cool. So they basically just pick, like, the hot ones? Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know if Lincoln was hot. <laughs> he's got He's got reach. He's probably limber. Sure. He's, I mean, he's very tall. He's very tall. People like um, tall people. And that, that hat saved him more than once. That hat. That hat. Hot. Mm, that um, hat. Also, you know, um, uh, freeing slaves, that's pretty hot. Yeah, I guess. Good job. Yeah. Just way to get the ball rolling, babe. That's pretty hot. Uh, <laughs> but people don't have... Uh, usually a f- least favorite president, is what I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's interesting to watch them kind of think through it. I hear a lot of Nixon, which I think is funny. Sure. Um, yeah. I've also heard someone say Clinton, and I think that was mostly just because of the sex stuff, and I'm like, ah, I don't even care about that, really. Like, <laughs> oh, it's weird they- and kind of gross, <laughs> but like, it's been so much worse in the past that it's like, well, whatever. It's like, you have no idea. Sit down and let me tell you about Andrew Jackson. Really, Jackson is the standout of just horrible suckitude. He's the best um, in show of terrible. He sure is. What a gem of awfulness. So we're doing a fun thing where I'm going to talk about Jackson and why he's the worst and doesn't deserve to be on money or to be ever spoken <laughs> of again and definitely not to be hung in the White House. And Haley's going to talk about uh, Harriet Tubman yeah. and why she does deserve to be on money and is awesome and deserves to have her picture in the White House. And every, everywhere. And everywhere. everywhere. So, um, but let's get started with terribleness, shall we? Yes. 
So, Andrew Jackson. Wreck him. (laughs) So, Andrew Jackson was born, we're not sure, in North or South Carolina. One of the two. Okay. Right on the border at his uncle's house. But the border was contested, so we don't know which one. So they both sure. claim him for some reason. Oh, no. Um, and he was born on March 15th, 1767. So he's, like, born pretty close to when, you know, the Declaration of Independence is going to happen in, like, what, uh, five years? No, not five years. My brain is broken. I'm not good at math. Ten? Um, ten? I forgot what, I immediately forgot what the year was. <laughs> nine years. Nine years. <laughs> okay. So when he's nine years old, we're going to do our independence so he's not one of these founding fathers, necessarily. No, he's uh, a prepubescent observer. Yes, but he is very um, passionate about what's happening. Uh, his parents were he's, were immigrants. Um, they were Scots-Irish people um, who, if you know anything about history, aren't popular at that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes them quite a while to just be acceptable to most people. So they're definitely not everyone's favorite, um, especially Irish people, because they were very Catholic. And yeah. a lot of people in America had left England specifically because they wanted more religious freedom from the organized religions of Catholicism and Anglicanism. Uh, yeah, those religions weren't weird enough. And they wanted freedom yeah, to be more weird. Right. They wanted more loosey-goosey interpretation of things. I, uh, Catholics aren't popular, and so Irish people aren't popular. Um, was, was he Catholic? I don't know. But there's an assumption, at least, that if you're Irish, then you're Catholic. Sure. And because of that, we don't like Irish people. The, the prejudice um, is there regardless. Yes, pretty much. Anyway, uh, his father died in an accident three weeks before he was born. So he's and he's got almost like a superhero, like orphan story at the beginning of his <laughs> life. He's got a backstory, which is, which is so unfortunate because he becomes a supervillain. So <sighs> I mean, I guess super, of a hero. supervillains have backstories too. That's that's true, and they often are orphans also. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so his father dies in an accident three weeks before he's born, and then he's born on the way home from his father's burial. Which, like, if you've ever read it, think like as I lay dying. Like that's what I think of. Um, you his think family of has Jackson to make a trek. Getting bored? No, no, no. But like his oh, okay. family has to make this big trek to like bury oh, his okay. father, right? Because his dad died three weeks earlier, and he's born on the way home. So yeah, they have to make some sort of trek. To bury him somewhere, and then he's born on the way back, so they don't even make it home before he's ready to go. By the way, his mother in this is, like, kind of my hero, and I'm pretty upset that she died, because she sounds dope as hell. She tried. And I'm like... She tried. Maybe... I'm like, maybe if your mom had lived, you would suck less, but I don't know. Um, (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe (laughs) not. So he's got some older brothers. He had... uh, His oldest brother is Hugh, and he died of heat stroke during the Revolutionary War. Um... And then huh. Andrew Jackson was, I think he still is, our only president who was a POW, so that's interesting. Um, huh. And wow. He, really? Yeah, that's what I read. Um, he and his brother Robert, his older brother, he's the youngest, were captured by the British. Um, they ap- attacked them with swords when he wouldn't clean a soldier's boots for them. Like, he, they asked him to clean his boot, and he said no. And so then they just attacked him with a sword, apparently. <laughs> okay. Just a little aggressive British, just saying. Yeah, just um, And then Robert and Andrew, while they were captured, they got smallpox. Oh, wow. Um, and Robert 
died a few days after Andrew's mother got them released. Oh, no. Like, Andrew's mom went up to, like, talk to these British soldiers and was like, give me my sons back now. Right. And, like, somehow finagled her way into getting them released. Boot shiners are a non-renewable source. You can't just murder all of them. <laughs> That's right. We need these ones. <laughs> these ones are important. And then one of them dies. That's terrible for her. Yeah, so Robert died of smallpox. Um, and Andrew had smallpox, too, but he recovered. And then um, she started volunteering as a nurse for cholera patients uh-huh. after she was told that Andrew would recover, right? Right. Because she's like, I got to help out. And so she, basically she's just dope as hell and awesome. Yeah. Um, but then she caught cholera and she died, too. No, Mama Jackson. I know. Which leaves Andrew orphaned at the age of 14, all alone. Uh-huh. Um, I don't believe he has any siblings anymore that are alive either. I think it's just him. He ate the rest in the womb um, or something. <laughs> no, they well, they died from other stuff. And then, uh, but I wrote uh, that he blames the British for being an orphan. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, maybe that's kind of true, but But, (laughs) it seems a little uh, excessive. I mean, blame disease. It's not really the British's fault that your mom got cholera because she was an amazing woman. They murdered my mother. With cholera. (laughs) Did they? Did they? Maybe. No. I don't think that's how... Waterborne diseases I want to dispel a rumor up top um, because Andrew Jackson later runs on a platform that he's a populist, right? Yeah. That he's, he built himself up from nothing. He's an orphan at 14 and he's just got to, you know, crawl his way out of this hole that he's been put into. He's a self-made man and he understands what it's like to be poor, right? Uh-huh, um, right. In one of the sources I read, I'm going to quote this, it says, As a teenager, he gambled away all of his grandfather's inheritance on a trip to Charleston, South Carolina. Man. So not only (laughs) is he, first of all, being helped by someone, clearly, if he got an inheritance from his grandfather. um, But he just gambled it all away like a moron. So, no, he's not some sad sack who's got to work his whole life. To get anywhere. He is being given things. He's just gambling it away like an idiot. And then he had to crawl his way out of the hole he made. Yeah. Oh. Or. Just like the. I mean, you could say that's also the American way, but still. You don't have to make the hole yourself (laughs) to be downtrodden. It's true. So what does anybody do in this time period? He became a lawyer. Yeah. Um, He passed the bar. Uh, But he didn't have a lot of formal training or family connections, so it was hard for him to get jobs. Um, By now, if you think about basically every founding father, which I'm, once again, not saying Andrew Jackson is, but if you think about any of them, they all become lawyers. Um, It's usually pretty easy for them to get into schools. And even, like, you know, Hamilton doesn't have the family connections, but he's still able to get into school and to be a great lawyer. Right. Because they they all got the connections, at the very least. Jackson doesn't have any of those. So he becomes a frontier lawyer. So... Uh, for, yeah. So like he's, he's a, you know, plaid shirt wearing lawyer over here, um, working with the farmers. He's a lawyer in the, um, back in the woods. Yeah. In, in the, uh, like unsettled states, basically. Do you need a, a um, woods lawyer? <laughs> Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson, woods lawyer. Will travel, you know, five days to show up at your doorstep. Uh, attorney, attorney at Hillbilly. Attorney at wherever the hell you live, I'll be there. <laughs> he was appointed to prosecutor in the Western District and Territory south of the River Ohio. That's the title. That's the whole, okay. <laughs> so in 
So Western District and Territory south of the River Ohio is clearly non-settled area. And they, when they say he was appointed prosecutor, it makes it sound cool. But then they tell you where and you're like, oh, so in the nowhere. In the nowhere. Um, <laughs> like they just needed someone to do it. Just because you put V and then put the river before the name doesn't mean Ohio River sounds any more romantic. Nope. It's still and it's still, once again, not a state. It's just an area of nothing. This area place. Also, it's going to be Ohio in the end. Right. Sorry, Ohio, That's you were next true. on our list of states to make fun of for no reason. People to put down. <laughs> yeah. Making our way downtown through all the states. Washington rules, sorry. Washington state, I should say. <laughs> Not D.C., we don't care about them. So he's elected U.S. rep of Tennessee when it becomes a state in 1797. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically he's the first representative of the state because it just randomly appears. And, you know, Tennessee is in that area, so he's been that he's been prosecutor of. Um, so they know him. Sure. And then he gets elected to be a senator the following year, um, but he resigns within a year. Uh, why? Uh, it doesn't say. It just says he didn't like it. Okay. So he just <laughs> stops. <laughs> Which I was like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Like, people, when they get elected to be Senate, like, in the Senate, first of all, you're supposed to be there for six years. And second of all, like, it's so easy to get reelected, even at this time, that people just will do that for the rest of their life. Huh. And he's not, he gets a year in, and then he's like, nah, this sucks. No, I don't, I don't feel like doing this anymore. And then there's a uh, 24 year gap before he becomes a senator again, which is the second longest in American history. Uh, of time from when you were a senator to when you stopped and then became a senator again. Oh, no. So, uh, there you go. Uh, so, in uh, so that kind of ends his political career for a bit, which, you know, if only it had permanently. I mean, because he just kind of um, wandered off one night. <laughs> like, into the wilderness, back to his hillbilly homeland. Back from whence he came. <laughs> like, what are, you, and in, uh, what are you doing? This isn't going to happen again until we get Nixon. Right. And he just gets in a helicopter. You just resign and, and leave. Away. Yeah. We don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not very focused here. Um, and then in 1794, he starts buying and selling land. Um, this is a quote from Wikipedia. Overtly buying and selling land, which had been reserved by a treaty for the Cherokee and the Chickasaw. So. Mm-hmm. It's time to get into uh, Andrew Jackson hates Native Americans more than most people, which is impressive. He's, he's, uh, he's because, trying his hand wow. at the, the small game of what will eventually turn into a much bigger game. Right. Which is like, I want to say, nobody at this time likes Native Americans. Let's be serious. Right? Sure. None of the Americans are excited about them because, like, you have to deal with them and they're in what you feel is like your land and your way, and that's a problem. Right. The only way you can keep moving west is by, like, getting out the current residents. Right. And you have to keep making treaties and, like, dealing with them, wanting their land that they've had forever, and it's annoying. <laughs> I say sarcastically. And as an attorney at Wilderness, that really bugs <laughs> you, probably, especially. Right. It's a big problem if people want to get into different land. Um, but Andrew Jackson is actively doing these things. Like, he's specifically targeting them, um, which is not as common. Mm-hmm. 
It says uh, he took up with Rachel Donaldson Robert Robards, a vivacious daughter of the late John Donaldson. Like I'm supposed to know who that is. <laughs> oh, of course, John Don. Uh, John Don. He's John Don. He's one of Nashville's founders, apparently. So good for him. Good, good for him. Um, the Donaldsons were a prominent Nashville clan and she was oh so Rachel is already married okay oh okay when he starts taking up with her is what it says to Lewis Robards of Kentucky and in 1791 she and Jackson begin living together as man and wife even though she's married to someone else she didn't get a divorce or anything it says but she's separated quotations which like that doesn't mean the same thing as it means today, but it kind of sounds like it. So, like, they're not uh, yeah. divorced, but they're not together. But, like, if you lived with someone now who is not divorced, like, some of your friends might be like, ew, but most people would be like, oh, okay, but if they're separated, that's fine. At this time, that is not fine. No, it's not okay. Um, oh, that's not okay. Not in any way, shape, or form. Unless you can prove that he's dead, or you're divorced, or that he's lost at sea or something, it's not okay. <laughs> is it okay so, by the rule of the wilderness? <laughs> nope. By the Wilderness um, Council, to which it is Jackson owes not. his allegiance, apparently. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> not even then. And so they get married formally in 1794. So they are living together for three years as if they're married before they get married, which is also not okay. Oh, no. And uh, after she gets a divorce in Kentucky. Nope. And then it says, these circumstances came back to haunt Jackson in his presidential campaigns. And I was like, duh. Yeah. And it, <laughs> when his opponents charged him with bigamy and wife stealing. Wife <laughs> <laughs> stealing. Okay. What a wife stealer. Um, which, I mean, you know, that's kind of true. Some of the sources I read said that he unknowingly did that. And I was like, that's not true at all. Don't even bother with that. <laughs> Didn't have any idea he was stealing a How wife. How was I supposed to know that she was married? That <laughs> oh. they hadn't gotten divorced yet. Why didn't she tell me? Well, and it says, in some of them it said that she didn't know. And I'm like, that's not How true. Did she not Stop know? lying. How did she not know? <laughs> like she signed a paper and sent it to him and she thought he just signed it and he didn't. Or something. <laughs> Uh, and I was mm-hmm. like, this sounds like such cop-outs every time. I know. Like, oh, he didn't know. Oh, she didn't know. And I'm like, that's just, this is not true. They're inventing Clearly new not ways true. to lie every, every time. This is just speculation. <laughs> like, how could you possibly prove that they didn't know? But anyway. Um, so he resigned from his Senate post. Oh, it says after one year to take a job closer to home as judge of Tennessee's Superior Court. He was challenged in 1802... He challenged Governor John Sevier for election as major general in command of the state militia. So now is when he gets his uh, military career. Okay, he's moving, moving in. Right. Um, a lot of people will tell you that Jackson was a good um, soldier or leader. I would dispute that heavily, um, but we'll get to that. Yeah, okay. So Jackson beat him for the generalship. Afterwards, it brought the two men to a showdown, it says, in the streets of Knoxville, (laughs) followed by followed by preparations for a duel. So I don't know what showdown means. Like they just yelled at each other or punched. I mean, he was. And then they're like, but now we need guns. He was renowned for like all the duels he was in. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's in a butt ton. And I'll tell you later what the statistics are. Oh, my God. So that's one of them. Um, There's not a lot of information on that. But uh, his most famous one is in 1806. Uh, with Charles Dickinson, which began with a minor misunderstanding over a horse race and ended with a duel of pistols. <laughs> <laughs> which is okay. amazing. Oh, no. Uh, Dickinson, who's a crack shot, it says, 
uh, fired first and hit Jackson in the chest. Jackson gave no sign of being hurt, despite the fact that he's hit in the chest. He's got that, and then that co- terrible wilderness says, rage strength. Coolly stands his ground, aims carefully, and kills him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and this says, Jackson carried Dickinson's bullet for the rest of his life in his chest. They didn't get it out ever. And then later in 1813, during a hiatus from his military services during the War of 1812, he fought in a Nashville street brawl against the Benton brothers, Jesse and Thomas Hart. Street brawl? Yeah. There he took a bullet that nearly cost him an arm. Oh, my God. (laughs) So Jackson loves violence. He's really into fighting and, like, the machismo of it. Um, And I'm assuming, like, I don't want to be a psychiatrist for him, but I'm assuming some of that's from childhood when he's taken by these soldiers and he can't fight back and he's sick and he can't do anything and had to be saved by his mom. Like, at the very least, he has no ability to de-escalate. No, he only escalates significantly. (laughs) Significantly. (laughs) Every time. Horse dispute. Pistols. Anyway, right. Anyway, back to our, like, timeline here. Jackson's yearning for activity led him to befriend. Guess who's his friend? Oh my gosh, I can't even. Who's his friend? Aaron Burr. Oh my gosh. No. When the latter came through Tennessee in 1805, seeking recruits for for his shadowy schemes of conquest. Is that is that a quote? <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What? Shadowy schemes for conquest? Yeah, it continues, Jackson cut loose from Burr in time to avoid imputations of treason. Whoa. Um, But he was still eager for the field. Sit down, Burr. (laughs) I don't need, oh, you're talking about treason? Ah, that's okay. Oh, treason. I just like to shoot people and, like, punch people. Right, and hit them mm -hmm. with a stick. I'm a a woods lawyer, but no treason. (laughs) I'm a woods lawyer. (laughs) Oh, man. It says, with mounting outrage, he watched... Oh, sorry. Uh, So he cut loose from him. And then it says, with mounting outrage, he watched the inept efforts of President Jefferson and Madison to win redress from from Great Britain for its violations of American sovereignty and interests. So basically, Jackson and Madison during their presidencies aren't able to shake the British entirely, and Jackson just thinks that that's disgusting. He's just so unimpressed with them. They're not trying hard Um, enough. Clearly, because how could they not beat the British already? The most powerful people in the entire world. Right? Just shake them off. What is wrong with them? Shake them off. We have so much land and woods. How could they not beat them? Retreat into the woods. They'll never find us. (laughs) Use those Indian tactics (laughs) that the savages use and we'll win. When they come to find you, just just, uh, wrestle them or shoot them. Yeah. Perfect. Hit them with a stick. Um... So it says Jackson led 2,000 men as far as Natchez, uh, where he received a curt War Department communication dismissing his troops without pay or provisions. <laughs> Ooh, that's cold. So basically, that's he cold. just decides to take matters into his own hands and go to Natchez in Florida, which is still owned by Spain. And then the War Department's like, dude, go home. Stop being an idiot. No, You're going to get us in more wars than we already are in. Don't do that. What are you doing? None Knock of you are. It off. You're all fired. <laughs> You weren't even. But hired, Jackson's but the kind of guy who just gathers two thousand people and is like, "Let's go. We'll deal with the consequences never because I'll just do whatever I want." Yeah, this will be great. And then 
the and the war department. I love that it says a curt war department communication. I know. You can that they're imagine. like being short with him. They're like, you have to go home and you don't get any money or food. Get out. You freaking moron. What the You're hell? You're wasting our time and making everything worse. Stop it. Like, Who asked you to do this? No, you're crazy. What the hell are you doing? No, Get out of he's there. Legitimately crazy. Go to your room. Um, so this is a quote I have too. His willingness to share men's privations on this march earned him the nickname Old Hickory. Uh, what? I don't really know enti- entirely what that means. I don't know what privations are. Let me look up real quick what that word means. Oh, so not provi- not provisions. Privations, uh, a state in which things are essential for human beings, such as food and warmth, are scarce or lacking. So he's starving them, <laughs> his soldiers, uh, okay. and um, not giving them water or warmth that they need in order to do these things. I thought, um, it was and that's be- where he gets the nickname "Old Hickory." I thought it was because he hit them with a giant hickory stick. I mean, that also happens, but apparently he got the. <laughs> Apparently he got the nickname before that. Okay. Or there's disputes about how he got the nickname. But the point of that sentence is he's starving them because the, <laughs> he assumed that the government's going to give him food and water. And they were like, um, no, we didn't tell you to do this, stupid. We didn't tell you stop, to st- starve all these stop humans. Stop taking your militia for no reason <laughs> and go home. And oh. we're not going to give you provisions because we're in the middle of a war. So we have to give those to actual soldiers, idiot. And then he's like, well, I guess since the government won't support us, we're just going to starve. Yep. Out here in the woods. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Can't you guys catch squirrels with your bare hands like I can? In Florida. In Florida. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. All right. Oh, anyway. No. So at Fort Mims in Mississippi Territory, which is now southern Alabama. Warlike creeks, known as Red Sticks, which, wow, Red Sticks. Red Sticks. Had overwhelmed and slaughtered more than 400 white people. Okay. Is how it's phrased. Um, And then Jackson led a force of Tennesseans and allied Indians deep into the creek homeland, where he fought a series of engagements. A culminating battle of Horseshoe Bend in March 1814, Jackson annihilated the main creek force. Okay. So they killed some people for, like, being in their land. And then Jackson's like, let's go destroy them. And took not only Tennesseans, but Indians as well. He's like, you don't like those creeks? Let's go murder all of them. Let's destroy everything. Yeah. Uh, This is just, all of this is just proof of how much he hates Native Americans. That's mostly what I'm getting at. Because some people, on some of these I read, will argue with you that um, he didn't really... Like, that the Trail of Tears isn't his fault. And that's hilarious to me. What? Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. I look forward Uh, to it. Over the next few years, he negotiated treaties with Creeks, Choctaws, Chickasaws, and Cherokees. Um, Say that five times fast. No. Uh, (laughs) You won't even try. No. Uh, And he surrendered, surrendered millions of acres of land in Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and West Tennessee. Okay. So he's making deals with them, treaties that involve them getting some of this land, right? Okay, yeah. Like their own land or like moving them somewhat Um, in the nice way where you give them something. In the good way. Yeah. And then on January 8th, 1815, sorry I'm reading a lot of this, but it's important. Like a lot of these quotes are really good. Okay. Um, British General Sir Edward Packenham. 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 Let's say that again. 
Packingham. Packingham. <laughs> Packing in that ham. He must eat a lot of pigs. Stuff that pig in. Get it he in He led there. a frontal assault on Jackson's position, the British general. Uh, it says some inexperienced Americans on the West Bank broke and ran, but in the main attack on the East Bank, Jackson men mowed down the advancing enemy with artillery and rifle fire. Uh, British casualties exceed, exceeded 2,000. Jackson lost 13 dead, 58 wounded, and missing. So he's not a bad general. That's, I mean, it's pretty good. When it's an actual fight. Yeah. That he's supposed to be in. And he's not, like, just stealing men into the wilderness. And making up his mind that he's going to do whatever the hell he wants. You can't just steal, Guns you can't just steal boys, Andrew. No. It's not how you do. Um, unbeknownst to the two sides, the Treaty of Ghent ended the war, uh, and it had been signed two weeks earlier. So the battle had no effect on the outcome of the war. <laughs> oh... So this is the battle that everyone points to when they're like, Jackson was a great military leader. And I'm like, Jackson was fighting a war that was over. Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? Like, I guess he was effective, but that battle did nothing. Sure. But like, and then it's got to be so awkward because what did I say? He killed, um, exceeded 2000 British casualties. And then awkwardly, our war department has to be like, yeah, um, we're actually done with that. That and now they have murder. to go apologize to the yeah. British. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sorry we murdered. We didn't know that Jackson was going to be <laughs> insane again. We didn't know that was that Jackson. Right. We, we tried to keep him out. <laughs> this, is, this is Jackson being ambitious here. So he remains in the regular army because he loves murdering people. Mm-hmm. And in late 1817, he's re- he receives orders to subdue some Seminole Indians who are raiding across the border from Spanish Florida. Uh, and it says, liberally interpreting his vague instructions, Jackson <laughs> affected a lightning conquest of Florida itself. A lightning conquest of Florida. That's what it says. What is it with he captured, in Florida? What's in Florida? He freaking hates Florida, dude. I mean, he understood that in the future, that's where people would eat other people's faces. I mean, and he was like, nope. I understand, I guess. But. <laughs> he captured its bastions at St. Mark's and Pensacola and arrested, tried, and executed two British nationals who oh he charged God. with abetting the Indians. What? So if you ever hear people say Jackson is a murderer, this is what they're talking about. Because... Like, you could say that duels maybe make you a murderer, but I don't think so, because both people agreed to have this fight to the death. So that, that's not murder. It's just not a good practice. Like, like, like maybe legally it's murder because someone died, but of it's course. still like everyone agrees to it. It's- right. It's not like he just killed somebody who was defenseless for no reason. Right. Um... But, and, and like, once again, war also, like, when you're saying, you know, like, that thousands of soldiers, like, that's basically murder, I'm like, kind of, but once again, they think they're in a battle. All sides don't know about this situation. (laughs) It's murder after the fact. Whereas this. I will read again. He captures two British nationals, arrests, tries, and executes them himself. Oh, my God. It's, and... (laughs) He is a lawyer, so he knows that that's not um, how the government works and law. No. That you can't do that yourself. But he's in Florida, and technically that's Spanish territory, so, like, he's he's not going to get in trouble. He's on a rampage to just hunt down and find every British person on the continent. Oh, he hates them so much. He hates British people, and he hates Indians, and he found these British people who he said were helping Indians. 
It's so, like it's screw like if those the people. Saw movies took place in Florida, and it's, <laughs> and it's Andrew Jackson, and all oh, the victims man. are just like the British and Native Americans. Right. It's terrible. And there's still like five sequels because he never stops. Right. You can't it's con- true. you can't contain him. This is only this is only Saw One. Yeah. Only Andrew Jackson number one. <laughs> this is basically the prequel. Which and I don't think he gets charged with anything for this because he's in Spanish territory. He's not oh, in America oh, doing no. this. Um, and I think they probably just wanted to distance themselves from the act as far as him being in the army. Sure. Right. So they're kind of like we didn't tell him to do this. It's not our fault. Once again, um, did not say that he could do this. <laughs> yeah. We keep giving him orders and he keeps taking them out to wild proportions <laughs> that are not true. So please calm down. Man, the woods were scary in the early <laughs> days. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so it says, uh, this also says that he was racist against African peoples, but I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, everyone was. But it, it lists him as a scoff law, so like he's scoffing at the law, um, who, quote, violated nearly every standard of justice, according oh. to historian Bertram Wyatt Brown. That sounds accurate. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, as a major in 1818, uh, Andrew Jackson invaded Spanish Florida, chasing fugitive slaves who had escaped with the intent of returning them to their owners uh, and sparked the first Seminole War. Oh, no. Yeah. Andrew. So, he just will not stop destroying everyone's (laughs) lives. Andy. Please sit down and stop it. (laughs) Andy, you animal. Like, why do they let him continue to be in charge of armies? Probably because if not, he'll just get them himself. He'll come after you. It's better to just have him kill people you probably want dead instead of yeah. you. You'll turn that stick so. right around. <laughs> that stick right around. <laughs> There's a private controversy smolders for years between Jackson Monroe and the Secretary of War John C. Calhoun over whether Jackson had in fact in- exceeded orders. Uh, uh, it finally yeah. broke in 1831, contributing to a political rupture between then Jack- President Jackson and his vice president, Calhoun. Oh, no. So essentially what this is saying oh, no. is that Calhoun thinks <laughs> that Jackson exceeded his orders in this case, and he was the secretary of war at the time. Monroe oh, is the God. president at the time. And Monroe's trying to keep the peace is what it sounds like. So he's like, let's just not worry about it. And un- through means that I cannot understand, Jackson... And Calhoun run president and vice president together mm-hmm. um, and then get elected that, and they're um, partners. That explains a lot. I always wondered because I hear stories about how uh, Jackson's vice president was always like a little afraid that Jackson was going to murder him. <laughs> and now I know yeah. why. I know the backstory. Right. Well, and just because it's Jackson, and let's be honest. And just like but. in general, because he is a human in the same vicinity <laughs> as, as Jackson. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Right. And and we'll get actually into more of Jackson and Calhoun later. And at some point I want to do an episode, I think, just about them. Because everything I learned about this was confusing and fascinating to me regarding the two of them. Uh-huh. Anyway, but so he resigns his army commission and was appointed to governor of the new Florida Territory in 1821. No, I guess because Florida. Yeah, no. I guess because I mean technically it's his because of him that we have it in general. Oh, um, no. 
So also America, if you've ever been like, wow, Florida is the scum of America, you know, like with all of their ridiculous stories and their murder and what have you. And wouldn't it be nice if we could just push them out to sea? The reason we have them is because of Jackson. So sorry. Heads up, Florida. You're also on the the list for today. Right. On uh, taking you down a peg. I know it's not your fault because of your laws is why we hear about you eating people's faces, but it does make you seem a lot creepier than you probably are. The good news is, is that uh, because of global warming, you're not going to be around much longer. Yay. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Anyway. It will be a shame to uh, lose the Everglades. They are a national treasure. That's true. Also Universal Studios. Yes. And Harry Potter land. (laughs) Yes. They got one in California now. It's fine. Okay. Well, then Um, who cares? Everything's fine. (laughs) Anyway, so he presided over the transfer of authority from the Spanish um, and then resigned and came home to Tennessee. He loves resigning from stuff. He just walks away. It's his favorite thing to get (laughs) jobs and then him to just be like, nah, that's fine. Deuces. I'm going to go back to Tennessee um, where his friends were planning to promote him for the presidency in 1824. Just get him out again. Just leave, get, make him. He, he came right. back. He came back to Tennessee. We need to make him leave. Yeah. Make him president. Just get him away from me. He came back to the woods. Um, no, the woods aren't safe anymore. So 1824 is my favorite election because it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Jacksonians refer to it as the stolen election because so Jackson sweeps the popular vote. Totally. Uh-huh. Um, but he doesn't get enough electoral votes to automatically win the presidency. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? Boy, that must hurt. Um, that must be terrible when that, ha- right. when that happens. For everybody, even the people in the country, it's terrible for them. Um, but therefore, and, and not only did he not get enough electoral votes, nobody did. Oh, no. Like, they were split between three candidates and nobody got enough. So, so it, the election had to be decided by the, the House of Representatives. House, and then it goes to the Senate, and then, like, the vice president chooses? I don't know. They, they This is a plot point on Veep, if you watch it. Oh, okay. I didn't know. So I, like, vaguely know the process. Yeah, so, but first it goes to the House of Representatives. Um, and Jackson's opponents were Henry Clay of Kentucky and John, or sorry, John Quincy Adams of Massachusetts and William H. Crawford of Georgia. So there's four of them mm-hmm. um, who were respectively Speaker of the House, Secretary of State and the Secretary of Treasury. And then Jackson, who's frickin an idiot. <laughs> and Jackson. And resigns from everything. <laughs> Um, oh, no. It says, Adams was horrified at the thought of Jackson being president. And I was like, no, duh. No, duh. Um, he thought that he was a badly educated bumpkin with little preparation for high office. Once again, no and duh. He's a frontier lawyer. Of course he's a bumpkin. And because of Clay's opinion of Jackson being similar, the Kentuckian threw his support to J- to Adams on the first ballot. And Adams got elected. Okay. It also doesn't hurt, once again, he was um, the Secretary of State, and his dad used to be president. Uh, He has a resume. Yeah, whereas Jackson's resume is, I resign from everything, I'm the lawyer of the woods. (laughs) I murder everyone and get into fights constantly that I wasn't asked to be in. I know, I'm so conflicted, Uh, like, on one hand, I really want, like, it's good to have, like, uh, an actual person of the people be president and it like opened the doors to people who weren't like American right. aristocracy running. Of course. Which was great, but then it's like, it's, it had to be this guy. 
Yeah, this, it has to be, uh, once again, not to echo current times, but it had to be someone who has, like, almost no experience. It had um, to be this, like, is insane. <laughs> this murdering maniac creepo. Right. This Let's guy? not do that. <laughs> like, people are literally afraid of him being president. They're scared of As him. they should be. Uh, right. And Jackson never forgave either one of them, because doesn't he seem like a forgiving man? That's so surprising. He has a long um, memory. As- Especially after Adams named Clay his Secretary of State. Oh no, the force uh, never forgets. The force never forgets. In what seems uh, to be a payoff for Clay's votes, like thanks, Clay, you can be Secretary of State now. Ooh. Uh, I will point out that he was the Speaker of the House before this, so it's not like he didn't have a political campaign at all. Sure. So making him the Speaker of the House doesn't necessarily mean anything, but but it probably does a little bit. Right. So that's the first time he runs for president. Um, He runs for president again the next election, and he does get elected um, by the normal means. And his wife, Rachel, dies a few weeks before her husband's inauguration. Um, And he blamed her death on the stress caused by the public discussion of their supposed immoral or immorality during the campaign because of them being living together as married when they weren't. Oh, um, oh, but this, and this is just like a brief aside about his wife, Rachel. He really seemed to have loved her. So that's good. Um, <laughs> Why is that necessary? He engaged, he engaged in brawls and in a duel killed a man who cast an unjustified slur on his wife, Rachel. Right. But, you know, he also just loved killing people. So maybe that was part of it, too. He, I mean, he must have really loved that horse, too. <laughs> yeah. So he just needed Seriously. an excuse. Pretty much. Um, he is the first person to ever have his vice president resign which is john c calhoun (laughs) yeah resign Mm -hmm. as vice president you don't even have to do that much when you're vice president no you just you'd have to show up sometimes there was a quote somewhere that i read that said jackson's record regarding native americans was not good (laughs) (laughs) oh no and i don't know that i've ever read a more accurate but hilarious sentence (laughs) like not good is an understatement Amazing understatement. Right. Are you sorry? Are you ready to get into this? I'm so, this the, the part we've all been waiting for. Only yes. Only three dun, 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 quarters dun. of an hour into it. Andrew Jackson is going to murder everyone who's a Native American he can find. Cleansing um, of the ethnic variety. <laughs> yes. Uh, so it says they were offered Indians land west. Like they're like, can you move? of the Mississippi in return for evacuating their tribal homes. So places they've lived for their entirety of being. Yeah. Um, about a million, a hundred million acres of traditional Indian lands were cleared under this law. Oh, a hundred million acres of their land. We were getting from this. Oh my God. What, what's, what's an equivalent? Like how big are some of the States? Oh, I have no idea. It's just a lot. It's just all of it. Right. It's everything you can think of East of the Mississippi down there. Basically. I think. Um, and then it says two years later, Jackson did nothing to make Georgia abide by the Supreme Court's ruling, Worcester versus Georgia, in which the court found the state of Georgia did not have any jurisdiction over the Cherokees. This is while he's president. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had this court case and it said Georgia is not in charge of these people. This is their land and they can't say anything to them and make them move. And Jackson's like, ah, I don't care. I I don't. Why would you? Why would you think for even a second that I would care? It says Georgia ignored the court's decision, and so did Andrew Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he and I did. was like, uh, yeah, yeah, he um, did. 
And then in 1839 to, or 1838 to 1839, Georgia evicted the Cherokees and forced them to march west. About five, 25% of the Indians were dead before they reached their new lands in Oklahoma. Uh, the Indians yeah. referred to this march as the Trail of Tears. And even though it took place after Jackson's presidency, the root of the march can be found in Jackson's failure to uphold the legal rights of Native Americans during his administration. Pretty staunchly. So that's, Pretty staunchly. that's where people say that, like, maybe it, Jackson's not to blame because it wasn't during, quote, his presidency. But, um, no. I mean, not through lack of Sorry. trying. He would have been there if he could. Right. I mean, if he didn't uh, just choose to walk away into the darkness. Yeah. And if you want it to feel even like more gross and terrible, um, there's a quote that said the Cherokees who helped General Jackson win a decisive battle in the War of 1812 fought the new law in the U.S. Supreme Court and won. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, he knows these people. He literally fought with some of these people. Also, the recently the Supreme Court, like, took their side. Yes, they did. And the president's like, and I don't care. still doesn't care. I don't care what the law says. What am I, a lawyer? Right. And then there's a quote from CNN that says, uh, forced to leave most of their possessions behind, they witness white Georgians taking ownership of their cabins, looting and burning once cherished objects. Uh, no. Trail of tears. Ooh, are you ready for a really good quote from IndianCountryMediaNetwork.com? Uh, absolutely. I've been waiting all my life. <laughs> a man nicknamed Indian Killer no. and Sharp Knife no. surely deserves the top spot on the list of worst U.S. presidents. Oh, I did not. Surely he Wait, does. Wait, to say that? I have not heard those nicknames. Say those again. A man nicknamed Indian Killer oh, no. and Sharp Knife. Surely deserves the top spot on the list of worst U.S. presidents. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. He apparently recommended that troops systematically kill Indian women and children after massacres what? in order to complete the extermination. No! What? Yeah. No! Um, I don't think I actually have the, uh, the source for this, so I probably shouldn't say it, but I'd try to find it before we put this up. But I also read that somewhere that he was skinning... Native Americans, and then, like, tanning their hides or something to be used for saddlebags and stuff. What did I say about Saw? What did I say? Yeah, yeah, you were right. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think I found that source this time, but I'll find it, I promise. Oh, no. Yeah, so, frickin' psycho. Um, one thing I can agree with Jackson on, the only thing currently, um, he recommended eliminating the Electoral College. And, uh, which I get cause that's how he lost. Sure. Yeah. Um, and that is something I'm very passionate about, but everything else about him, I think is the worst horribleness. Yeah. Almost a shame. Cause like that first time that's the electoral college working almost. <laughs> yeah. But too bad. Too bad. Okay. So for more political stuff, that's, that's mostly the information I have about him and war with Native Americans, and I don't really want to talk about it anymore anyway. Um, Not particularly hysterical genocide? No. It's pretty rough. Pretty rough. I don't know if there is hysterical genocide, but it's bad. Um, Only, like, if you rounded up... No, not even then. I was going to say no. if you rounded up, like, uh, a lot of Andrew Jacksons. <laughs> That'd probably be pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd laugh, I might laugh a little bit. Right. But I'm still like, anyway. I'm still laughing at mass murder, so that's still not great. Right. True. 
Um, so it says national politics polarized around Jackson and his opposition. Two parties grew out of the old Republican Party, the Democratic Republicans or Democrats adhering to Jackson and the national Republicans or Whigs opposing him. So the thing I want to say is there is a statistic that will tell you that every time in American history that a president has won the popular vote and lost the vote with the Electoral College, it's always been a Democratic candidate, which is true. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, there's a time, and I don't remember when it is, in American politics where the views of these people switch. They completely switch. They literally go exact opposites. So if you want reference, Abraham Lincoln, who is you know abolishing slavery, um, is a Republican. And that seems a much more Democratic thing to do. Right, um, like they by it's nowadays standards, but politically very liberal. Right, and it's confusing because the party is called the Democratic Republicans, mm-hmm. um, and then that becomes the Democrats. But then they switch over to being the Republicans. But both of those things are in that name. Yeah. So if you're thinking about like what are his views, it's more he's much more into like Jeffersonian states' rights and stuff like that, instead of like um, you know like Hamilton's much more into federalism, right? Um, right. And that's a lot more Democratic nowadays. So anyway. Um, his other, it says the greatest party battle centered around the second bank of the United States. So this is why it's funny that Jackson is on money because he hated banks so much, which I don't know if you're going to go into this, but it's, it's almost, it's rational in a way because they don't have, they don't have any like overhead governing like entity. So right. paper money is more like like a traveler's check for a particular bank than it is like an actual like national yeah. universal currency. Right. Which is it's not like like it's it's still very new and not really recognized by a lot of pe- no. people. No. And if that bank goes under then all of the all of those money they all have that money is, gone. is useless. It's gone forever. So it's kind right, of good, which is if, not a good system. Right. So if you're like the if you're the if you're that one huge bank which Jackson had like a fight with, and he hated the owner. Right. Uh, then, That's, yep. like, you want to have paper money because you have banks all along the U.S. and it's basically it works more like paper currency does now. But oh, totally. Uh, but he just hates money. He hates paper money yep. so much. He hates it. It's his least favorite thing in the world, which is why it's hilarious that he's on paper money. He's on it um, right now. Lots of it. Look in your um, look in your wallet, but not mine. Right. Uh, there's, there's none in mine. I only have cards. There's no money in my wallet. <laughs> I have a quarter. Right. That's He'd probably be stoked that there's cards now and not paper money so much anymore. Anyway, um, but so the second bank of the United States is a private corporation, um, but is it says but virtually a government sponsored monopoly. Yeah. So I understand why he doesn't like them. Right. Um, and it says he appeared hostile towards it, but the bank threw its power against him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it that's did. phrasing. And I, I, that's an episode that I want to do almost because that's another hilarious. Oh yeah, totally. Like mini battle of wills. Let's do it. Um, it says Clay and Webster, who I think is the same Henry Clay as earlier, um, who acted as attorneys for the bank, led the fight for its recharter in Congress. The bank, Jackson told Martin Van Buren, is trying to kill me, but I will kill it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. Jackson, Jackson, in vetoing the recharter bill, charged the bank with undue economic privilege. 
Um, I just love the phrase, the bank is trying to kill me, but I will kill it. <laughs> but I will murder the bank. I'm like, I don't think you understand that the bank is like an entity and you're a person. So you can't kill the bank. I mean, you can veto the thing. And I know that's what you mean. But like, it's not something you can murder like everything else. <laughs> you really um, wanted it to be, though. That's the only thing that gives him joy. Right. Here's some like, these are kind of just like random details about things that I liked. Um, Wait, one one second. Because I know... Sure. I don't know if I should say... Well, forget it. The uh, I forget how it came out with that bank. I'm pretty sure they weren't able to renew their charter. Um, right. But that, that, sounds like. that caused an enormous economic downfall. Like, the, right. It was a big problem. It was a huge problem. Like, people born in that era are smaller because they couldn't afford food. Oh. Like he he f the economy. Thanks, Jackson. So bad. Way to take down that big bad bank and save all the small people <laughs> and just screw them all over. <sighs> Terrible yeah, populism. Woohoo! Terrible. Starve the people. Anyway, go go ahead. Anyway, so um, apparently him and uh, Martin Van Buren were like best bros. Oh, um, actually, huh. so that's nice. He had um, a friend. And it says, yeah. An actual friend who wasn't scared of him. And then it says, uh, while the president was dining with friends at the White House, someone whispered to him that the Senate had rejected the nomination of Martin Van Buren as minister to England. Right. Mm -hmm. And it says Jackson jumped to his feet and exclaimed, by the eternal, I'll smash them. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, his first thought is always violence. He literally just said, by God, I will kill them. I will murder all the people. For for rejecting his nomination as minister to England. They're like, how could they not like my best friend? I'll kill (laughs) him. I'll murder everyone and replace them with my own best friends. This is while he's president. He's like, how could they do this to me? Destroy. To me. Um, <laughs> does this remind you of any other president? How could they not do what I wanted them to do? I will murder everyone. I'll angry, angry, shake fist at the air. Murder. Oh, I also want to point out that um, WhiteHouse.gov's bio about Andrew Jackson doesn't mention the Indian Removal Act at all what? in the summary of his life. It's not even on there. Does it, did like the next president, do they mention it? I don't know. I didn't read it. Okay. But thanks WhiteHouse.gov for just not talking about it at all in Jan- Jackson's bio. That's cool. That, even a uh, little bit. Erasure history. Oh, yeah. That's cool. From the White House. Cool beans. What do they say? Like, just the basic crap of him being a good leader and stuff for the army. That kind of crap. Like the same thing they could say about pretty much all of them. (laughs) Right. It's pretty short. Anyway, um, after the Indian Removal Act narrowly passed in Congress, so most people weren't even into it, um, in 1832, there was a Supreme Court ruling, declared it unconstitutional, which Jackson ignored. Of course. Like, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He loves ignoring stuff. Just he's like, whatever. Whatever. Um, and in 1838, Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote a passionate letter calling yes. Jackson's policies a crime that really deprives us as well as the Cherokees of a country. For how could we call the conspiracy that should crush these poor Indians our government or the land that was cursed by their parting and dying imprecations our country anymore? Brave man. Brave man. And just a beautiful letter. Um, cause, uh, that, that's putting your life out into the world. Right. Did you know that Jackson's the only president who worked as a slave trader? Uh, 
yeah. <laughs> as a as a slave trader. Lots of them had slaves. Yeah, huh? But I he's the only one who traded them. That's huh? Um, and it says he accumulated much of his fortune that way. So that's good. Wow. Slave uh-huh. trader. <laughs> Could you like Jackson less? Let's see. Um, <laughs> How many people did he own? Uh, I don't know. Quite a few. There's actually a website, I think it's called Hermitage, uh-huh. um, where you can read specifically about Andrew Jackson's oh slave owning and trading. Um, and just just about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it says, it was hard to hear that, th- this is a quote too, it was hard to hear that the Choctaw Nation lost up to a third of its population on the death march. Uh, yeah, that's a little hard to hear. Uh-huh. Um, he remained a force in politics in his latter years. For example, it was very much Andrew Jackson behind the scenes maneuvering while securing the presidency for his successor, Martin Van Buren, mm-hmm. <laughs> his best friend, My best friend. who'll murder people if they don't do what he wants. Um, and he actively campaigned for him in his unsuccessful candidacy for re-election, candidacy for re-election. Oh, um, no. He worked for the annexation of Texas and remained loyal to future President James K. Polk, another North Carolina native. Polk had been one of Jackson's strongest supporters in Congress as chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. Um, you ready for the big kicker, though, of the hilariousness of this all? Oh, is it to do with his pet? No, it's not. I didn't read anything about his pet. Oh, my gosh. Um, do I have a good story for you? Okay, go ahead. Uh, so historians, it says historians have some ideas as to why Jackson was put on the 20 or why that seemed like a good idea in uh, 1928 is when that started. Right, and they, have, they don't they don't know. Yeah, right. it says nobody knows for sure why a Treasury Department committee assigned old Hickory's portrait to the bill. And then it says, no, really, we checked. Really, um, we checked. Like, they tried to do a documentary, and they checked with yeah. the Treasury Department, and they're like, we don't, have any totally. rec- we don't have any records of it. And it says that its own historical records do not suggest why. Right. Um, it's just that he gets up there. And the, a museum's historian did a lot of research about it, and they ran to the same dead end. They just don't have documentation for it. Right. I remember looking at that because I'm like, um, why? Why? But he hated all the money. And I saw some, of course, comments on YouTube, the highly um, always fact-checked comments. They're like, they did it, oh, yeah, of course. They did it as, as a joke. It's like, um, I don't think the Treasury no. Department is known for their sense of humor. <laughs> no, not really. They're traditionally known to be big jokesters. Right. Um, also, like, af- so after Jackson is uh, dead or, like, not president for a while um people start to like him again right and it says uh, in the 60s he was seen by americans as a champion of the common man a symbol of democracy and second only to abraham lincoln as the champion of the perpetual union what um and in fact he notes that abraham loved to quote jackson during the civil war because of jackson's striking pro- uh, proclamation against nullification i mean it's there's a lot of stuff you can say about Jackson, but he did really love the Union. Oh, and by by Kittle, I don't know who that is, his count, Jackson has appeared on 18 pieces of currency, including $5 bill, $10 bill, a 50 and a $10,000 bill. Um, in addition, I got this from a different website, in addition to the Confederates $1,000 bill. <laughs> no. There you go. That's a terrible idea. He would have, when he would the have, Confederates put you on your money. He would have hated you. You realize that, right? <laughs> if he had been president when Lincoln had been president, uh, he would have, I mean, the Civil War might have actually ended in six months like they thought it would have, because he would have just gone down there and That's murdered true. literally all of you. 
Right, but wouldn't wouldn't he have been on the South Side? He's a North Carolina boy. But he likes the Union. He's all about like that yeah. that unification. It's stuff. it's iffy because he's also from Tennessee too, and yeah. got Florida for them. So it's like eh, I don't know. That's a yeah, that's a good question because he is like all about like that slave trade and that economy model as well. Right. That's that's how he got all his money. So it's like uh, I don't know. Who knows? Because he is all about like that that homespun. He'd probably just murder as many people as he could and then be like, okay, we just all need to stop fighting or I'll kill everyone. Right. I imagine he'd probably, like, keep the keep everyone together, but keep the slave economy. He'd keep it the same. He tried to keep it the same yeah. way, I'm sure, which would have been a problem like, again just later. <laughs> I just want to keep murdering people. Why do you have to make this so difficult? <laughs> so my favorite thing, or my favorite quotes now is what I'm going to read to you, just, like, the random facts. Andrew Jackson called himself a Jeffersonian Democrat, while Thomas Jefferson called Dan- or Jackson a dangerous man. <laughs> Who's correct? Uh, well, obvious. I mean, they might both be correct, both but be definitely correct. Jefferson Jeff- is correct. Jefferson's just stating a fact. As one admirer put it, Old Hickory was the noblest tree in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> it would murder you. Oh, it's so disturbing. Um, historians estimate that Old Hickory may have participated anywhere between five to one hundred duels. That's a that's a huge error of margin margin of error. <laughs> I know, right? It's so weird. <laughs> it's so large. Five to a oh, hundred. Gosh. Somewhere between five and a hundred duels. Just say you don't know. Just say you don't know at that point. And okay, he, so my and, favorite. And he only killed one person in all the duels. No, he killed more than one. Oh, okay, because I thought only like one I already, was successful. I already read that he killed at least two. Okay, at least so. at least two in his duels. Not to mention other people he's killed. So my favorite story about Jackson is his attempted assassination. He was also the first <laughs> president to be attempted to be assassinated. Go figure. Oh, I'm so surprised. <laughs> what? How is that possible, Jackson? Why would they do this? Of all the presidents before, why would he be first? Why? Why on earth? Didn't, was Why it, would anyone be that upset about was him? Was he not the president of the people? Huh. Anyway. Weird. So as Jackson's leaving the U.S. Capitol on January 30th, 1835, following the memorial service of a congressman, a deranged house painter named Richard Lawrence fired a pistol at the president from just feet away. Oh, and he missed? When Lawrence's gun misfired, oh, no. he pulled out a second weapon oh, no. and squeezed the trigger. That pistol also misfired. Oh, no. Oh, no. And in, an enraged Jackson charged Lawrence with his cane oh as the shooter was subdued. Oh my god. So I just want to say, someone has tried to shoot him at point-blank range with two different guns, both of them misfire, and Jackson's response is to run at him and beat him with a cane. Literally the Saw movies. Can you imagine nowadays if that happened, like, how many Secret Service would oh be on that guy immediately oh and how the God. president would be ducking into a vehicle as soon as possible? I'm, I'm just so impressed um, that he brought a backup weapon. I know. Like, right? Richard Lawrence was thinking things through. Oh, my gosh. Apparently, I also read that he was, like, insane and thought he was, like, Richard III of <laughs> England or something who'd been dead for, like, 300 years. I mean, we can't all be and he perfect. Thought we can't be perfect. Killed, <laughs> he thought if he killed Jackson, then he would get to go back to England and be king again. Oh, that's why, um, that's why Jackson charged him. He, like, he smelled the Englishness. <laughs> and he was like, die! <laughs> I, can, I know that you're secretly King Richard III. I will kill you. <laughs> I think it's just that someone tried to kill Jackson. He's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I will murder like, you first. <laughs> I'm going to beat you to death with a cane right here. Just like I did that I'm bank. the president. American justice. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
A subsequent investigation found the pistols to be in perfect working order. The odds of both guns misfiring were 125,000 to one. Oh my god, what? So apparently somebody wants Jackson alive. I think it's Jackson, and I think he's actually the devil. He probably just scared those guns into misfiring. Yeah. With his crazy hair and his insane cane beating. <laughs> he drew his cane, and he Do beat you want to hear... Do you want to hear a fact that when I heard it, I was like, this is the worst, possibly the worst thing I've actually heard about Jackson. Oh, please. Please do. Uh, he adopted a pair of Native American infants <gasps> during the Creek War. No! What? Yeah. No! Yep. It says, orphaned himself at age 14, Jackson sent back to Rachel an infant orphan named Theodore, who died early 1814, and a child named Lincoya, who found... Fa- who was found in his dead mother's arms on the battlefield. What? He is a savage that fortune has thrown in my hands, Jackson wrote to his wife about the boy. Was it fortune? Was it uh, fortune? I mean, Lincoya died of tuberculosis in 1828, months before Jackson's election. Oh, no. Which is probably what, end up, what ended up actually killing Rachel, right? Because that was oh, just months sure. before, and they had yeah. had that child for 14 years. Um, they also didn't have any children themselves. Yeah. Uh, Their only kids were these adopted Native American children. But yeah, no, when I read that, I was like, this is the worst thing I've read. Why would you do this? Oh, just picking up. So apparently he had a heart question mark. Oh my God. Right. You probably murdered his mother. Yeah. And then we're just like, well, the baby's still alive and we don't have any kids. So I guess I'll take that one. Um, Jackson was a patriot and a traitor. James Parton, the biographer. Uh, of record of his time famously wrote in 1888. So this is from 1888. This is quite a while ago, only 50 years after Jackson was president. Um, And he went on, he was one of the greatest generals and wholly ignorant of the art of war. A writer, (laughs) brilliant, elegant, eloquent, without being able to compose a correct sentence or spell words of four syllables. The first statement, or first of statesmen, he never devised, he never framed a measure. He was the most candid of men and was capable of profound dissimulation. A most law-defying, law-obeying citizen. A stickler for discipline, he never hesitated to disobey his superior. A democratic autocrat, an urban savage, an atrocious saint. It's like I'm there now. <laughs> right. Um, Living it. Oh, and just and so facts about right now. So the whole point of us talking about Jackson was, for one, I just hate him. And if there was anyone I could punch in the face, it would be Andrew Jackson. Yeah. But two um, is that we're replacing him with Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill. It was going to be the $10 bill with Hamilton, but then the musical Hamilton became so popular that people got so upset about it that they changed it to Jackson. Mm -hmm. And I could not like Hamilton more because of that. What a good idea. Like, I already love Hamilton, but that makes me so much happier than anything else. Right. Like, why, why, why would Hamilton be your first? idea when you can get rid of Jackson. Is it just because he was president? Probably, Uh, because Hamilton wasn't president. Um, Neither was Ben. That's true, but everybody loves Ben. That's true, he's a player. Can't get rid of Ben. Player. We'll talk about Ben sometime. He got that hat. He got that fur hat. That's true. He's a sexy old man. Um, Anyway, but uh, I have a quote here that says, this wouldn't be the first time that there was a campaign to change a face on currency. Um, in 2010, 
they called for Ronald Reagan to replace Ulysses S. Grant oh on the $50 God. bill. I heard that, and I almost barfed. Yeah. And then in 2003, the Ronald Reagan Dime Act tried to bump FDR off the dime, which I was like, no, oh, leave him alone. Leave that man alone. Amazingly, those weren't the only two recent legislations to put Reagan on money. There are at least two others. And then I have a quote here. Um, that says, no historical figure is perfect, but we don't need perfection. In fact, it's a low bar to clear. We just need someone better than Andrew Jackson. <laughs> Which is also a low bar. It is the lowest bar. It is, it is on the floor. <laughs> just don't trip over it, please. Just don't trip, uh, and you're fine. And let me let me tell you, Tubman does not trip. Oh, of course not. She leaps. She flies. She flies in the air. She's beautiful. Um, I didn't include much in here about him and Calhoun because I do want to make that a separate um, episode. But I do want to say that, so Jackson almost got assassinated, right? Uh And he thought that Calhoun was in charge of that. Oh, no. (laughs) He thought that his vice president tried, hired someone to take him out so that he could be president. I, I think he that's was probably too their relationship. To. That's the vice president to president relationship. Yeah. And how could you run anything with that happening? No, I don't know. I mean, that's why like, that's why Calhoun quit. <laughs> Clearly. Anyway, that's all I have. And this one's been kind of long. I'll have to edit it significantly. Um, I, but I at I least wanted story. you to know all those facts about Andrew Jackson. <laughs> I have a story. The last story. Okay, go for it. Um, so... Andrew Jackson, when he died, I think, what did he die of, like, pneumonia? Something boring? Yeah, something boring. I don't remember. Uh, Didn't even write it down. So he had a pet uh, parrot. Okay. Um, of course he did. What a freaking... Did he think he was a pirate or something? Stupid uh, moron. I think he thought he was Andrew Jackson. <sighs> uh, anyway. So there's this uh, persistent story that uh, President Andrew Jackson's parrot started... Uh, just swearing a blue storm during the oh, yeah. funeral. And I, I remember that. And had yeah, to I've be heard remo- that before. removed. And here's the quote, which is from, let me see, volume three of Samuel G. High Skills, Andrew Jackson, Early Tennessee History. Okay. Uh, before the sermon, and while the crowd was gathering, a wicked parrot that was a household pet got excited and commenced swearing so loud and long as to disturb the people and had to be carried away from the house. (laughs) (laughs) The Reverend Norman goes on to report that the presidential parrot was, quote, excited by the multitude and let loose perfect gusts of cuss words. People were horrified and awed at the bird's lack of reverence. And you know how that happens, is that Jackson <laughs> cursed around him constantly. Yeah. That's how birds learn words. Yeah. You have to teach them the words by saying them all the time. And it helps. Uh, like, it doesn't just any words. They're kind of like children in the way, like, the louder and more emotion you have between, like, in a word, the more likely they are to remember it. Right. So, of course, it's going to be, like, If you're just words. saying it quietly, it's like, eh. But if you're, like, exclaiming. Uh, which he did. Andrew Jackson did. A lot, like, you know, sitting oh, up and being like, I'm going to murder everyone. <laughs> I'm surprised the bird wasn't saying that at the funeral. He might, I'm going to murder everyone. He might have been. All of you people who are here are dead. <laughs> How dare you? I'm going to murder everyone. By the eternal, I'll smash them. <laughs> uh, he absolutely did. Screams I wasn't there, bird. but I know he did in my heart. Right. Oh, Andrew Jackson, you're the worst. 
So, uh, yeah, that's the worst president. And if you disagree with me, I feel like you're wrong. Sorry. Uh, or there's, like, a president we haven't heard of, maybe? But I doubt that. No. We would know. Because that means that there's also, like, a secret Trail of Tears genocide that we also haven't heard about. And I feel like we would have heard about that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You can't keep stuff like that from us. Uh, unless it was very effective. That's true. Possibly. But I just don't think I don't so. think so. I don't think so. Nope. So, Andrew Jackson's the worst get off my mind forever. What if it was that guy? Uh, never mind. We'll talk about it next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, thank you for joining us for this episode. Uh, it's been real fun. We enjoyed tearing down a president. Uh, I don't think this was that funny of an episode, but, like, that's okay. I laughed. I hope you laughed, too. Sometimes all you can do uh, is laugh. It's true. Laugh at the uh, laugh at old Hickory, the Indian killer. <laughs> oh gosh! Uh, sharp knife. Right. So, and and I just want to remind everyone that his portrait's hanging in the White House right now. Yeah. Just yeah. He's a, he's up <laughs> because he deserves to be there. Apparently, he just confused everyone and didn't die fast enough. Uh, we have yeah. new episodes every Monday. We have a website Ooh. at hystericalhistory.simplecast.com. Uh, FM. Yeah, you can download or listen. We have Facebook. No, no, hystericalhistory.simplecast.fm, yeah, not dot, .com. Dot .fm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Soon, possibly, we're going to get just a regular domain. And then you'll be, we'll able to, you'll be able to, like, do the old site or the new site. And then I'll just be able there to say go. the simple and not get it wrong every single time. Perfect. At least I'm getting the podcast name right. That's good. Yeah, that would be a pretty embarrassing if you didn't get yeah. that one right. Hyster- um, hysterical. We also would love if you would rate us on iTunes. That would be great. And, um, and leave us reviews if you like something. We really want to know like what it was. Right. So and uh, we it. also have a Gmail account. Uh, hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. Yes. And um, we would love to hear suggestions from you about who you want us to talk about or what you liked that we talked about, or who's your least favorite president. I would love to know that. I would love to be able to read all of your emails out. Right. Uh, Try to out Jackson a president, (laughs) please. Like, out terrible him. Uh, That would be great if you would try. Because people used to really love Jackson. Maybe it's just that we haven't gone through the the PR, like, cultural shift on someone yet. I don't think so. I told you, I do actually like him more after I researched this. Because he is uh, human adjacent to me now. <laughs> human adjacent. But he is not human still, so. No, he's got that wild, crazy eye, look in his eye all the time. Uh, he's just been out in the woods too long and just trying to be a lawyer to the trees. Eating, I don't know. eating squirrels without cooking them, and it wasn't good right. for his brain. Drinking all of this moonshine and that has lion and stuff. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Speculation. Um. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. We love you. So much. Don't, and, don't um, murder people. And get ready to hear about Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Woo! Woo! Right, bye. Bye! Bye!